don't have my notes in front of me. I don't have the notes of my failure in front of me to refer to everything. I'm Charlie Bennett. I'm the public engagement librarian at Georgia Tech, which comes from my work hobby, which is being a co-host and producer on Lost in the Stacks, the one and only research library rock and roll radio show. So public engagement in this case is me thinking about how to tell the public about what we do in the ivory tower. Librarians at Georgia Tech need to write grants now. We need to teach, we need to write grants, and we need to be more present in the sort of the faculty sphere. And I don't mind that, but I'm not yet good at it. So I wanted to write a grant. I wanted someone to kind of get me up to speed on grant writing. And what happened was I had one of those conversations where you make a suggestion for something someone might do, and then suddenly you're on a team. The person who ran the science fiction radio show on WREK, which is the Georgia Tech radio station, needed to change gears. Uh, I think the long-running host was graduating, and the person, the science fiction professor who runs the science fiction show and many other science fiction-y things, wanted to figure out a different way to approach the audio, to approach the sort of public engagement of the science fiction program at Georgia tech and big dumb me opened my big dumb mouth and said, well, you know, you could just do interviews and then you'd have like raw audio for a podcast or a radio show. But then also you could have this kind of, you know, stash of interviews that would also be useful as a research object. And she said, that sounds awesome. Let's do that. Cut forward to maybe nine months down the road. So we've got this idea. We're going to do interviews of science fiction authors, critics, scholars, publishers, all kinds of things. They're going to be sort of histories and reflections on science fiction as a genre and as a career. We're going to go to all these places and record people in their offices or their studios or their homes. And we're going to build a studio in the academic building at Georgia Tech so we can do you know, someone who's in Australia Crikey. or Russia, we can uh, connect with them and not have to fly there. Well, we're going to need some money. Hey, this is a perfect time to write a grant. So I'm in. I need to write a grant. Okay, cool. The thing that I realized was that uh, I understand nothing about how to write a grant. And I also don't understand what people are saying to me when they tell me how to write a grant. So everything from let's take a look at the best organization to ask for money from. Should it be the Georgia Humanities Council? Should it be the Science Fiction Writers Organization of America? Are we going to go for a federal grant, a state grant, a nonprofit grant? Are we going to try and get a patron? I found myself in this field of language where things that I had never considered before were the fundamental point 
of writing the grant. You know, are you going to support the cultural history telling of the state of Georgia? Are you going to facilitate the growth of communities in rural Georgia? I'm like, oh man, I, I have not thought about this kind of thing. I've been, I've been centered on, can I get this radio show done by Friday so I can put it in the automation and still make my meeting for the library faculty organization. But now I'm trying to attune my, my view of my faculty responsibilities to the larger world. And it turns out I'm very bad at it or uh, very ignorant and very inexperienced at it. We bring in another professor and we bring in another librarian and we have lots of conversations and all of us have a different end goal. None of us are against each other, but one person would like to get some more money into her program. One person would like to get tenure. One person, me, would like to do some audio work and be able to put it on my CV you know, for promotion. One person, another librarian, would very much like to do good work in the particular liaison role that she's in. None of those things automatically say grant. We were very compartmentalized because we were being... Uh, the team became a team because people were interested in using the project to get a thing done as opposed to, Hey, here's a team that's doing a thing. We're all working together. You know what we need? We need some money. We went completely backwards. Uh, And so there was a lot of, Oh, this is the thing that I can do. This is the thing that I'm good at. So I really don't want to try and deal with the stuff I'm not good at. So now we're trying to bend the grant application process to our will. This goes on for more than a year. And we keep missing deadlines because as soon as you say, well, okay, we'll spend the month of June writing the grant. That means when you all get back from the May break and you get past that first week of June, because, you know, people are figuring out how to do camps for their kids or figuring out where their summer vacation is going to be or something. So now it's June 8th. And you're going to write for the whole month of June because it's due, what, June 30th? No, that's not what you're going to do. You got to get it in by the 21st so you can get a review of it. And it's got to go through the accounting office. And then you realize, oh, we're never going to make it. Never going to make this deadline. So let's push it forward to the next deadline because there's always a next deadline. So that's the first step towards not ever writing a grant It really was almost a terrible time. It was never really bad. It was never tense or like, oh God, I don't want to go to this meeting. But we were all really dancing along the edge of professional and personal conflict because we were not a team working towards a goal, but instead a team formed around a potential goal. And I'm sure that's worked for some people, some place, some time. The thing that really killed us was we had this sort of fungus-like idea. Let's record people's stories about their role in the international science fiction community. It became 
let's make recordings that will then be turned into an installation came. Let's make recordings that will turn into an installation that will be archived in another way in the Georgia Tech Library collection. turned into, let's get a rolling installation that can be handed off like a traveling exhibition and go to other places. And it just grew. It just grew and grew and grew and it thinned out. And there was not a lot to it to begin with. You know, I love to do interviews, but there's only so far an interview can go. And finally, we got to a place where we knew what we were doing and we were writing this grant application and we're going to need this amount of money to get one of the internal labs of Georgia Tech to do the website. Because now that's part of this project too, is the website and the app and the user interface and then we're going to get um, a crew of other faculty members who are going to be our board of advisors because we need to have something like that to oversee. And we've got all these things and lined up and we've got our grant officer who's really into it. Grant officers are amazing people. When they say, oh yeah, and then you can get me all these things, I can start doing the budget and then the real fun starts. That's when you say, I'm so glad you're a grant officer. I'm so glad you found your home. We get everything to the grant officer. We have two weeks before the deadline. Grant officer sends us an email back a couple days later. Hey, I've looked at everything and I have some questions. And those questions really, if you boil them down, are didn't you all hear me when I said you couldn't pay anybody who was affiliated with the Institute with the grant money? Because what we had done is we had written a grant that was essentially corruption on a plate. We had written a grant where we would give an internal department a bunch of money to do a website. We'd give all the faculty members honorariums so that they would take part in our board of advisors. We, we weren't going to pay ourselves. That was the one piece of corruption that we definitely weren't going to do because that's obvious. You, do, you don't just write a grant to give yourself some money, but we were going to give all of our friends money. And it was like, are you insane? And we realized, oh yeah, we are a little bit. This idea that really should have just been, hey, can we have $500 to buy a microphone? You know, a good one that we can hook up to stuff. Because you know, I got a $100 microphone right here. It's fine. But if I wanted a sure SB70 or SB50, yeah, that's a microphone. We could just buy that with, you know, it's not petty cash, but it's definitely end of the year cash. But no. No, we set our sights on a much uh, bigger goal, which was to uh, defraud the federal government and uh, get grant money uh, and funnel it into the pockets of our associates. Obviously, because there's other people involved in the story, I have to say, we were not trying to steal. We were not trying to actually commit fraud. But that's really the only way you could understand this grant when you took a step back and someone said, hey, what are you doing paying Georgia Tech people with this grant? So that's a very good way to not write a grant is to always look forward to the next deadline, uh, have scope creep, make sure everyone's part of the team because they have a different thing that they need to accomplish with the project, and then uh, forget that you can't just give people in your organization money 
that you get through the grant. You have been listening to Library Failure Confessions, a podcast from the League of Awesome Librarians. Library Failure Confessions is edited and produced by Sam Hansen and executive produced by Ashley Maynard. To learn more about this episode's confessor and the music and sound effects used, head on over to the show's website, libfails.com slash podcast. And if you would like to be a confessor, all you have to do is submit your failure at libfails.com slash podsub. That's livefails.com slash P-O-D-S-U-B. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, fail is just a four-letter word. When's the when's the next deadline that you're going to keep writing this grant for? Because it sounds like you haven't turned it in yet. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You know, I bet you there's a 2024 deadline that I could go for because, you know, you need a little bit of time just to kind of settle down after, I don't know, a pandemic. And then I want to get through my teaching. So we could probably start writing in May 2023 for a June 2024 deadline. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that's sort of because like you don't explicitly say that the project is over at any point. Well, there's another reason why it, it was sort of a disaster. There was no way for it to die because we were just people who got together and tried to do this thing. There was never a charter or even a, a, a memo of understanding. There was no contract. Uh, there was no carving out of the time through supervisors. We were just meeting and trying to make it happen. So now like, yeah, if I said, if I said to someone, Hey, let's try and revive that writing group for the grant, they wouldn't have an easy way to say no. (laughs) The way that they would say no is, oh gosh, I don't want to do that. (laughs) They wouldn't be able to say, well, no, my, you know, my project, uh, allotment has moved on or I I don't have the work time for that. (laughs) Two of the people are gone. Two of the people have I don't think it's because of this, but two people left uh, Georgia Tech and moved on to greener, uh, less monstrously corporate pastures. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with me. Glad to do it. A little ashamed, but glad to do it.